Welcome to another episode of the Live Podcast. I'm excited for today's episode because today we're going to be going through some verses in Proverbs to discover what exactly does it mean to have a right relationship with God and what does it take to have a right relationship with God. And I feel like this is a very important episode because there are a lot of people walking around today that have the wrong idea of what a right relationship with God is. And Often people are under the assumption that they are okay with God just because they do good deeds or that they follow the Ten Commandments or anything like that. So today we're going to unpack all of it. I've said this a few times this season, but if you've missed out on previous episodes, here is a quick background on the book of Proverbs. It was written by King Solomon and he was the king of Israel from 971 to 931 BC. And he was the son of King David and Bathsheba. King Solomon's key strengths weren't physical. He wasn't an overly strong person, but he was actually very smart. And he liked things of the mind, like meditation, organization, planning, and negotiation. And he's considered to be one of the most wisest men to ever live. So the common theme in the book of Proverbs is that those who obey the wisdom taught in the Bible will become more skillful in handling the things that happen in life. But just remember, I'm not, I'm not saying that if we hold to a set of rules or regulations that we will automatically win at life, or if we apply the truths of the Bible very occasionally and randomly, that we'll be living a good and peaceful life. No, there isn't a secret formula or anything like that. The Bible first needs to work in our hearts and transform our characters because we can then become the kind of people that God can actually bless and guide. I'm not saying that you need to be super godly in order to have money and success, but I mean, we can see in social media today that a lot of celebrities and dishonest people and deceptive politicians and businessmen, things like that, not very good people overall, they can prove that you don't have to be super godly in order to have money and success. But what I'm saying is, is that if you want to make a life, a good life, an awesome, life-giving, thriving, flourishing life, then we need to focus on building a godly character. Proverbs mentions the word righteous and righteousness a lot, which basically describes an ethical conduct that conforms to God's standards and moral character that comes from a right relationship to God and his word. Being righteous isn't obeying some rules and not others, or just being on the fence about everything. Jesus taught on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5 that it's very possible to obey the law on the outside, but on the inside, you're not, and you're living against God on the inside. It's just not enough to not kill someone or to not sleep with someone else's partner, but we also need to not have hate and lust in our hearts. So what I'm saying is we need to also remove the first signs of something bad before something bad actually happens and not just wait until things get really, really bad. God is a righteous God. He is holy, meaning that he doesn't have any sin in him and he isn't capable of sin because that would be going against himself. What he says and does is always just and it's always right. His word, the Bible, is also righteous and it reveals his character and it can be trusted. Proverbs chapter 8 verses 6 to 9 says, Listen, because what I say is worthwhile and right. I always speak the truth and I refuse to tell a lie. Every word I speak is honest. Not one is misleading or deceptive. If you have understanding, you'll see that my words are just what you need. Back then, other natures had created gods and idols, as well as their own sacrifice practices. But the nation of Israel, the Hebrews, worshipped God and he spoke to them and gave them his word. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verses 33, 36 and 40 says this, 
Has a people heard God's voice speaking to them from the fire as you have and lived? He let you hear his voice from heaven to instruct you. He showed you his great fire on earth and you heard his words from the fire. Keep his statutes and commands, which I am giving you today, so that you and your children after you may prosper, so that you may live long in the land of the Lord your God is giving you for all of time. From these verses, we can see that with the privilege of hearing God's word also brings the responsibility of obeying his commands. A lot of the time we can find ourselves wondering if God's plans and ways are truly good and just. Some people might even say that he's unfair. But we need to remember that God isn't the cause of anything wrong that happens in our lives. God has never done anything wrong. He's never the one to blame. Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 24 says, I am the Lord, showing faithful love, justice, and righteousness on the earth, for I delight in these things. So God is righteous. His word is righteous, and what he does is righteous. But God also wants his people to be righteous. It wouldn't make sense that a righteous God would go against his own nature and disobey his own word by asking people to be less than righteous. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is also perfect. Now you might be thinking, what the heck? I cannot be perfect. I'm only human and I make mistakes all the time. And that's true. We're human, we're broken, and we live in a broken world. That's just the reality of it. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 2 says, All a person's ways seems right to him, but the Lord weighs the hearts. And Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 20 says, There is certainly no one righteous on earth who does good and never sins. However, if you're in the other camp of people who might be thinking, I'm not perfect, but I'm not that bad of a person. I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty decent person. Well, if you read the rest of Proverbs, God mentions a lot of different sins that the ancient Israelites would also commit that are very similar and familiar today. Things like anger, deception, stealing, murder, slander, gossip, drunkenness, adultery, bribery, jealousy, rebellion, and so many more. So it's pretty clear that even if you think you're a good person, there is a chance that you probably have sinned because everyone has sinned. Everyone in the world has sinned. The good news is that God provides righteousness for those who want to accept it. Which reminds me of this question that comes up a lot. If God is good, then how can he let bad things happen to good people? When really the question should be this, how can God let good things happen to bad people? If God is truly just, all he should do is punish the bad people and accept the good people. But there are no good and righteous people for him to accept. We can't become righteous and become good people just by acting religious and doing good deeds and trying really hard to become a, quote, good person. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 3 says, Clean living before God and justice with our neighbors mean far more to God than religious performance. And chapter 17 verse 15 says, The Lord doesn't like those who defend the guilty or condemn the innocent. But what's funny is that that's exactly what God did. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, who never sinned, to die a horrible death on the cross for the sins of the world. The judgment that should have been placed on us was placed on him instead. God justifies the ungodly, not when we do good things, but when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 4 verse 5 says, You cannot make God accept you because of something that you do. God accepts sinners only because they have faith in him. So the only way to be righteous and the only way to have a right relationship with God is to trust in Jesus and to receive his righteousness as God's free and beautiful gift. 
Only then can we walk the path of righteousness and enjoy all the blessings from God. We are all God's creations, but not all of us are children of God. God's people understand what righteousness is because of studying the Bible and trying to obey what it says. They do righteousness because true faith always leads to good deeds. Don't get this mixed up. You don't do good things in order to become acceptable to God. You are made right with God when you accept what Jesus did. And as an outworking of that overwhelming love of what he did for you, you then do good things from a place of gratefulness. They also talk about righteous things because their words can be trusted and they pursue it and it becomes a passion of their hearts. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 9 says, The Lord is disgusted with all those who do wrong, but he loves everyone who does right. So when you're right with God, he will lead you down the right paths and he will teach you the right things. He fills your mind and your hearts with good things and you will speak good things. They do right because God works in them and through them to accomplish his good plan. So to be clear, being in a right relationship with God and being saved isn't based on our goodness, but on Jesus' goodness. If we say with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God sent him to die for our sins, then we will be saved and have a right relationship with God. It is truly a gift and better yet, it's free and unearned. And that's exactly what the message of the gospel is. And it's that we will never be good enough to get into heaven on our own merit. And we need to understand that we are sinners and we do fall short of God's glory. And we need to turn away from our sins and our mistakes and to trust in Jesus. Jesus was the only good person on earth. And he was the only one that's good enough to earn and to deserve heaven. And he gives his righteousness to those who believe and trust in him. So if you're hearing this right now and you're feeling like God is stirring something in your heart, why don't you pray this prayer with me and just repeat it after me or just say, yes, me too, God, as I'm saying this prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm praying this prayer because I know that I have done wrong by you, by living without you. I am so sorry and I want to trust that you will forgive me. I accept your love, grace and forgiveness for me and I ask that you will be the Lord of my life. Help me to believe in you and to love you every day. Help me to understand your word and to walk in your way from now on. I want to be in a right relationship with you. Help me to show others what you're really like and how great your love is. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I just want to say congratulations. The relationship that you're going to cultivate with God is going to be the most fulfilling and satisfying relationship you will ever experience. Please let me know if you made a commitment to Jesus or maybe if you've renewed your commitment to him. You can get in touch with me either on the blog rachelmelema.tumblr.com forward slash ask or on the social media channels. I can't wait for next week's episode and I really hope that you enjoy it as well. I hope you have a fun and joy-filled week and I will see you next time. Bye.